Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Who is strong and mighty in battle. Thank you for being our reasonable portion. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for being grace and thank you for being mercy and thank you for loving us and thank you for looking outside of all of our mess and still supplying our needs. Thank you for being grace and thank you for being mercy and thank you for being a good, 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 good father, a good father. Thank you. Thank you for the way you love me and thank you for the way you cover me and thank you for the way you keep me and thank you for the way you hide me in your rock. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I am just overwhelmed by you, my God. I thank you, I bless you, I praise you, I magnify you, I glorify you, I glorify you, I glorify you, I glorify you. You are so wonderful. You are so mighty. You are the Lord that is mighty in battle. You thank we thank you. We thank you for being the Lord that is mighty in battle. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you. We thank you for looking beyond our faults and seeing about our needs. We thank you, Lord God, for keeping us. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you. You are a healer. You are a way maker. You are our strength. My God, you are our reasonable portion. You are all we need. We thank you for being all we need. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Father God. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you. We lift up the name of Jesus. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. You are such a good, 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 good father. You are such a loving father, a kind. You are just. You are fair. You are mighty to save. Yes. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You are mighty to save. You are mighty to save. You are mighty to save. Sometimes people will question your praise or ask you or challenge you. Why do you praise God like that? It doesn't take all that. And I'm telling you, when you've been through the things that I've been through, when you've needed a way out of no way, when it has seemed impossible, when your heart is broken, when it seems like God has forgotten about you and you smell the presence of God and you see the hand of God and you feel the peace of God, it'll change your praise. It'll change your praise. It'll change your praise. You won't care who knows about your praise. You won't care who sees you praise God. You will just lose it. You don't praise him for anybody else. You will just praise him for yourself. You will just praise him because he's good. You will praise him because he's almighty. You will praise him when you destitute, when you desperate, you will just praise him because you begin to understand who he is, that he is the only God. He is Adonai. He is the beginning. He is the end. He is a loving and amazing father. And Lord God, we just bless you. We just magnify you. We just glorify you. We just lift up the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God. We thank you. We bless you. 
We praise you. We magnify you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for keeping us. Thank you that your angels of protection are around us. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. We magnify you. We glorify you, Lord God. You are such a faithful God. You are such a mighty God. You are such a loving God. You are so wonderful. You are so good. You are so good to us. You are so good to us. You are so, so good to us. We thank you. Thank you for miracle signs and wonders following this devotional. Thank you for miracle signs and wonders in our life, Father God. We thank you for miracles and signs and wonders in New York City, Lord God. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for getting us above the curb. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your strength. We thank you for your might. We thank you. We thank you. You are our reasonable portion. We thank you, Father God, for being the beginning and being the end and for loving us. Thank you for strength. Thank you for healing. Thank you. We bless your name. 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 We bless your name, Father. We bless your name. We bless your name, Father. We bless your name. My God, we thank you. 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 We thank you for grace. We thank you for mercy. We thank you for peace. We thank you for strength. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you. We thank you. My God, we thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We glorify you, Father God. We glorify you, Father God. We glorify you. We glorify you. We glorify you. We glorify you. We glorify you, Lord God. We glorify you, Lord God. We invoke your presence, Lord God. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you for being Jehovah Nisi. Thank you for being our banner. Thank you for being the standard. Thank you for being Jehovah Shema. Thank you for being all we need. Thank you for being our protector, for being our provider, Lord God, for being our lover. Thank you, Lord. We thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you, Lord God. We thank you for being our reasonable portion, my God. That just keeps coming in my spirit that God is our reasonable portion. He is that. He is our reasonable portion. He is all we need. And we thank you, Father God. We thank you, Lord God, for being our reasonable portion. He is our daily portion. He is our daily bread. We thank you. He is our reasonable portion of health. He is our reasonable portion of strength. We thank you, Lord. My God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. There is nothing that you need. There is nothing that you need that God cannot supply. So thank you, Lord God, for being healer. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord God, for being healer. You are our healer. You are our healer. You are our healer. We thank you, Father God, that you are our healer. We thank you for healing us. We thank you for healing us, Daddy God. We thank you for healing us. We thank you, Lord God. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We lift up your hands on high. We thank you, Lord God. We decree, declare and decree today you are healing us and you are our healer, Lord God. My God, we magnify you. We lift up your holy hands and we just say thank you, Father God. We thank you. Thank you. We declare, declare and decree healing over our life today 
in the name of Jesus. I in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let me just confess confess this over you right now. It says, I confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of our our life, spirit, soul, and body, and we receive the power of God to make us sound, whole, delivered, saved, and healed. We act on the word of God and receive the power of God. Sickness, disease, and pain. We resist you in the name of Jesus. You are not the will of God for us. We enforce the word of God over you. We will not tolerate you in our life. Leave our presence now in the name of Jesus. And we never allow you back. Our days of sickness and disease are over. We are saved. We are the healed. The power of sickness has been broken forever broken over our life. Jesus bore our sicknesses, our weaknesses, and our pain, and we are free. Sickness shall no longer lord it over us. Sin shall no longer lord over us. Fear shall no longer lord over us. Evil addictions shall no longer lord over us. We've been redeemed from the curse of the law and we proclaim freedom in Jesus' name today. The gospel is the power of God to me unto salvation and we receive the gospel and we act on the gospel and we are made whole in Jesus name. Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. And we take that by faith today. We take that by faith. Healing is your reasonable portion. You should take that by faith, right? He is Jehovah Rohi. He heals us. He is Jehovah Rapha, the God that heals. He is the one that heals us. He is our healer. He is our reasonable portion for health. And we take that and we take that by faith and we take that in strength and we take that. Um, and we don't wait on that. One of the things that sometimes we wait on healing, we wait on God to heal us, um, or we wait to take healing or health when we are sick. And I take healing every day. Like I take a healing scripture a couple of times a day. I read it. I read it over my life. I read it over my body. I take it for my children. And I just declare that by his stripes, I am healed because Isaiah 53 and five tells me he was bruised for my iniquities. He was chastised for my peace. And by his stripes, I am already healed. That means he already stood for my healing. And if he already stood, word is past tense, then I'm taking that by faith every day. That healing is my reasonable portion. And I take it for my neighbors and I take it for those that I'm connected to. There have been people that I've been standing in the gap for, for the last few days or the last week, every time somebody gives me someone to pray for. I've just been taking the med word like medicine for them daily. I've been taking it for them in the morning and I've been taking it for them in the evening. That's what we get to do as intercessors standing in the gap saying, no, this is their reasonable portion. Daddy God, you show yourself strong in their life. And I'm like, my God, someone sent me an article from um, Yahoo yesterday and they were saying it's a blip and they were like, oh my gosh, something is happening in New York. I think it was like for a day or so they didn't have deaths in New York. And you know, we started standing in the gap for New York and we started praying for New York and we started magnifying. We stood for New York. And so somebody was like, oh, it's just a blip. It's probably a fluke. And I'm like, it's not a fluke. 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 It's Jesus. And we are seeing the power of Jesus move and we will keep declaring the name of Jesus and we will keep standing on the name of Jesus because there is no other name 
above Jesus's name. There is no other name above the name of Jesus. And so I just begin to rejoice and I just begin to magnify God. And I just begin to praise his name because I know, I know, I know, I know, I know that 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 Jesus lives, that Jesus is real, that he is my reasonable portion and that God is God and he is still on the throne and I'm going to keep declaring his word till the day I die <laughs> till the day till the day I die I'm going to declare his word until the day I die till the day I die I will declare the word of God I will declare that God is king of kings that he is lord of lords that he is the great I am I will declare the name of God I will declare the name of Jesus I will declare the name of Jesus I will 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 he is sovereign he is ruler over everything he is omnipotent he is omniscient he is the all-knowing, all-seeing God. He is all power, all power, all power in heaven and in earth. Not some, we are not limited by anything because we rest in the strength of God's power and we receive that power by faith in Jesus' name. So I'm just grateful. I'm just celebrating. I'm just magnifying. I'm just glorifying my insides. There is a shout in my belly. There is a praise that has been here for the last few days because I feel and sense the presence of God. I know when God is on the move and I know he is doing something significant. And even when it's a time where we should be bleak or sorrow, I'm just being, I can't be sad. Like my heart grieves for the country and I'm in the gap for the country, but I personally cannot be sad. And the reason I cannot be sad is because I sense God and I feel God and I'm resting in him. And I am trusting him and I hear him and I know when my daddy is on the scene, like there's a joy, there's a joy that I always get when I know that daddy is on the scene. Like I'm like, oh, my daddy is on the scene. My daddy is on the scene. My daddy is here. And I know that and I know he is faithful and he is a rewarder of those that faithfully diligently and seek him and so there's just been an excitement and a praise in me and i'm just like god you're kidding you're doing this and you're gonna get all the glory and they can keep saying they don't understand it they can keep saying they can't believe it they can keep saying they don't know what it is it's fine those of us that believe know exactly what it is we know that god is moving and he is healing and he is redeeming the time remember we've been asking Asking the east wind to judge it right we've been asking the east wind to judge it to deal with it accordingly and the west wind to blow on our behalves on the behalf of the righteousness and we can't pray like we've been praying and not see the hand of God in our lives when it says seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all of these things will be added unto you and so if we are seeking First, the kingdom of heaven, guess what? Then all these things are going to be added to us. That's our reasonable portion for health. That's our daily bread. That's absolutely all that we need. So we just got to stand in the gap and we just got to trust God and we just got to believe God and we just got to keep 
believing and trusting him for all he is and that he's going to liberally supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. That's why you got to know the word. You got to get that word in you. You got to know the power of the word. You got to know the strength of the word. He is helping you to overcome. You don't have to overcome any circumstance or any situation on your own. He is the God that is going to help you overcome. You can say three words and God will move if he knows those words are in faith and you are trusting him. That's why he said you only need the faith of a mustard seed. So for those of y'all who don't cook, you only have to put a couple of mustard seeds in your food. It's so potent. It's so powerful. It'll flavor the whole entire pot. So you only need the faith of a mustard seed, right? You just need the faith of a mustard seed and God is going to work it out for you. My God, my daddy is on the scene. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for continuously supplying all our needs according to your riches and glory. We love you, Lord. We trust you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We lift up the name of Jesus for you are our strong tower. You are mighty, Lord God. You are mighty and strong and you are powerful and you are all-knowing and you are all-seeing and we thank you and we trust you and we love you and we bless you, Lord God. We bless you, we bless you, we bless you, my God. We bless you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We glorify you. So it's hard for me to be sad when I trust God. It's hard for me to be sad when I know God. It's hard for me to be sad when I understand who God is without a doubt and that he had loves us so much that he is intervening on our behalf. And here's the wonderful thing that I know. He reigns on the just and the unjust, so I don't have to be perfect. It's not about me being perfect. It's about me desiring a relationship with him, understanding who Jesus is in our life and pursuing God with all our hearts. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We bless you, we praise you, we magnify you. You are such a good, 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 good father. I want to reverse this and we'll do Psalms 91 on the other end, but I want to reverse this and I want to get into the word today and it's going to be exactly in line with what we are studying. If this is your first time on Coffee and Conversations, Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. I am Lakeisha M. Johnson, a.k.a. L.M.J. And we are a community of believers, and we welcome you into our family. And we are just rightly dividing the word of God. We are growing in grace. We love Jesus with all our heart. We love Jesus with all our heart like we love Jesus with absolutely everything in us. And we are here every morning at 5 a.m., around 5, sometimes a little bit later, but we are here here every morning at 5 a.m. And so we welcome you. We are so glad you are here. Um, you are welcomed here anytime you feel like it. Um, we welcome you always. Um, we um, are happy to have you here. And so if this is your first time, just we're just grateful to, for you to be with us. Um, we, If you want to know more about us, you can log on to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. And um, I'm going to go straight to the word today because that's what I feel like I need to do. And I'm going to read this scripture to you. 
And after I read this scripture to you, I'm going to tie it into what we've been studying this week. I titled today's message, There is Always a Seed. There's always a seed. There is always something that God plants in you in his presence, right? And so this is going to make sense of why we need... Um, why we need to go before God more quiet, why we need to spend more time getting familiar with God's character when we need when we're studying and praying the names of God. I've been dropping the names of God as we study and pray the names of God. Uh, the more that we study and pray and understand God's name, we will begin to understand more of his character. And so as you see those drop on the page, save those, put those Put those in your notes and and pay attention to those, right? Pay attention to those because you want to become familiar with the character of God. And so I'm going to Luke 1 and I'm going to start in the fifth verse, right? I'm going to start in the fifth verse and then I'm just going to kind of read from there and I'm going to tie it back into everything that we've been learning, helping you, hoping that you understand how important it is for you to be in the presence of God and the things that you get grant, grant, get when you're in the presence of God and it's not based on a feeling. There is something that's always planted in the presence of God. And so let me give you this. It says, when Herod was king of Judea, there was a Jewish priest named Zechariah. He was a member of the priestly order of Ibosh, and his wife Elizabeth was also from the priestly line of Aaron. Zechariah and Elizabeth were righteous in God's eyes, careful to obey all of the Lord's commandments and regulations. They had no children because Elizabeth was unable to conceive, and they were both very old. One day, Zechariah was serving God, my God. My God, one day Zechariah was serving God in the temple for his order was on duty that week. As was the custom of the priest, he was chosen by the lot to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and burn incense. While the incense was being burned, a great crowd stood outside praying. While Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to right to the right of the incense altar. Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. But the angel said, don't be afraid, Zechariah. I love this. <laughs> don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give you a son and you are to name him John. You will have great joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He must never touch wine or other alcoholic drinks. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth. And he will turn many Israelites to the Lord their God. He will be a man with the spirit and power of Elijah. He will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children. And he will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. Zechariah said to the angel, how can I be sure this will happen? I am an old man now, and my wife is also well along in her years. Then the angel said, I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. It was he who sent me to bring you this good news. But now, my God, since you didn't believe what I said, you will be silent and unable to speak until the child is born. For my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah to come out of the sanctuary, wondering why he was taking so long. When he finally did come out, he couldn't speak to them. Then they realized from his gestures and his silence that he must have seen a vision from his silence, from his gestures and his silence. They learned from his gestures and his silence 
that when he came out, that he must have seen a vision in the sanctuary. When Zachariah's week of service in the temple was over, he returned home. Soon afterward, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and went into seclusion for five months. How kind the Lord is, she exclaimed. He has given, he has taken away my disgrace of having no children, right? Of having no children. All throughout the scripture, we see um, how God plans out each person's life. He calls on Zachariah and he says to him, look, you're going to have a baby and you're going to call him John and he's going to be a forerunner for Christ. That was her assignment. That was Elizabeth's assignment. That's what he told her. That's what he begins to say to her. This was her assignment when he comes in and visits Elizabeth and he tells her, he said, this is your assignment. Her assignment was on, on earth was her son's purpose was her assignment, right? And so in the Old Testament, an angel appeared to Samson's mother as well and told her she was going to be a baby and that he would be a deliverer. The angel told how he was to be raised and that his hair was never cut. God knew John's name before he was born and God knows your name, your circumstance and your situation. And so I just want to encourage you. Remember, we've been in Ecclesiastes. We've been studying that it's important for us to go before God quietly, right? It's, it's important for us to go before God um, without talking a lot. We've learned that the, that the mind of Christ is empty, it's humble, and it's obedient, right? And we see that in the presence of God, there is always something planted. There is always something given. We, are not, we do not leave the presence of God empty-handed. We do not leave the presence of God empty handed. And so perhaps if the Holy Spirit is speaking to us today, perhaps it's not that the seed hasn't been planted. Perhaps it's like Zechariah and we're full of doubt or perhaps we're talking way too much. And I don't know why God keeps dealing with us about our mouths and how much we talk. Perhaps we're talking way too much and we're missing the point of God and we're missing the relationship with God and we're missing the opportunity for God to put what he needs to put down on inside of us or we're missing the fact that he's trying to give us revelation about our purpose or we're missing the fact that God is trying to give us a revelation for this next season in his life and so we see that even though Zachariah for, for, prayed he was still full of doubt even though he prayed, he was still full of doubt. We see that he was full of doubt, even though he released the prayer, even though he had spent time making prayer, right? And we have learned what? That the Holy Spirit prays for us when we don't know what to pray. So perhaps when he prayed, I love this God, Holy Spirit prays for us when we don't know what to pray. That's what the scripture says. The Holy Spirit prays for us in our minds. Romans 8 and 27 says, and he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So perhaps there are some things that you've prayed that don't make sense, right? But anytime we enter into the temple, anytime we've been in prayer, anytime we've planted the seed in prayer, a lot of times some of the things that we've been praying 
praying, we've been praying out of the spirit and not out of ourselves. So sometimes those prayers do not make sense. They do not add up. The third person, the Trinity cannot be forgotten. And usually we simply miss his work by forgetting who he is and forgetting what he's doing in our lives. God is triune. He's the father, he's the son and the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Spirit is the gift inside us of us who believe in Jesus, right? And it works to produce God's character, but it also works to fulfill God's purpose. And so if we skip back over to Ecclesiastes, I love you, Lord. And we go back into the fifth chapter and it says, as you enter the house of God, keep your ears open and your mouth shut. It is evil to make mindless offerings to God. Don't make rash promises and don't be hasty in bringing matters before God. After all, God is in heaven and you are here on earth. So let your words be few. Too much activity gives you restless dreams. Too many words makes you a fool when you make a promise to God. Don't delay in following through for God takes no pleasure in fools. Keep all the promises you make to him. It is better to say nothing than to make a promise and not keep it. Don't let your mouth make you sin and don't defend yourself by telling the temple messenger that the promises you made was a mistake that would make you God angry and he might wipe out everything you have achieved. Talk is cheap like daydreams and other useless activities. So when we go back and we read here, we have to look at the life of Zechariah. He was obedient. He was faithful. He had, had pray, he had prayed a prayer that he probably didn't understand, right? The Holy Spirit was praying through him. The Holy Spirit was making intercession for him. The mind of the Spirit, the Spirit intercedes for us with God, right? Um, when we read this, I'm consumed with gratitude because here's the thing that we need to understand without a doubt. When I don't know what to pray, when I don't know what to do, then the Spirit makes intercession for me. That means the Spirit is acting on my behalf. So then why would I go into the temple talking a lot? Why would I spend a whole lot of time talking? Why would I spend a whole lot of time telling God what I think he should be doing in my life when the Holy Spirit makes intercession and prays and has the knowledge and can pray for me and the Spirit will do this for me every single time I pray. So I cannot be comfortable and so comfortable that it is about me or about my prayers. It is about the intercession, the spirit making intercession for me, right? The, the intercession for me. Romans 8, 26 says in the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness. So the Holy Spirit prays for us in a power we don't own. Can you see this? Can you see this? And many of y'all have been looking for your purpose, right? And you've been trying to understand what God has called you to do. And you've been trying to understand these difficult seasons and these difficult moments in your life. And God is like, if you will just get before me and if you will just get quiet and if you will just spend time in me and if you will spend less time talking and more time hearing, I'm going to reveal your purpose to you. I'm going to talk to you about this season. I'm going to tell you about your business. I'm going to tell you about your marriage because you don't have that power in you. It's the Holy Spirit. Spirit who's praying for me on behalf and through me that has the power. Your weakness is going to run out. Your weakness is going to run. You're going to run out of things to say after a while. Or if we go back into Matthew 
When Jesus said, don't be like the pagans babbling on, running your mouth consistently, constantly, just babbling, just saying things for the sake of saying things, your weakness, your, your weakness will run out. You're going to run out. You're, you're going to run. Thank you for this, Lord. You're going to run out of words to say. You're going to run out of words to say. You're going to become emotionally exhausted. But the, where the spirit of the Lord is freedom and the spirit of God is going to step in and it's going to give you the strength you need to continue to prayer. So if God has said to us, I need y'all to get quiet. I need you to understand. I need you to chew more on the word of God. I need you to come before me talking less. Then it's because the Holy Spirit is trying to make intercession through us so that we can pray the prayers that align with the will of God so that we can pray. Zechariah had already prayed a prayer that aligned with the will of God. And this scripture says, even when even when the angel comes to him and says that thing that you've been believing, believing God for, right? This thing that you've been believing God for, I'm about to make it manifest. And Zechariah is like, now, how is it I can have a baby in old age? And perhaps some of you are like that. How is it that I can have a baby in old age? How is it that I can get married this married at this late in life? How is it God is going to tell me to build a business in a bad economy? How is it that God still has purpose for me when it seems like everything around me is calamity? How is it when it seems like the world is on fire? Can God, can the promises that God God has said to me that that God has said to me is getting ready to manifest. Like how 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 is it? And that's what Zach, Zachariah said. Zachariah was like, wait a minute. I'm old and Elizabeth is old. And Gabriel says, let me go on and shut your mouth up. Let me go on and shut your mouth up because you didn't believe. Let me shut your mouth up. And I really believe he had to shut his mouth up so that Zechariah wouldn't kill what God was about to do. Like, because Zechariah could have killed what God, he was going to kill, he could have killed what God is going to do. God was getting ready to do the impossible for him. Remember faith? Remember faith is what we cannot do ourselves. Faith was not what doers said. So if God is saying to us in Ecclesiastes, and if we are still chewing on this, I, it ain't because it ain't I don't want to move on. I want to move on. But if God is still saying to us on the devotional, I need y'all to still be more mindful of your mouth. I need to come. I need you to come to me in humility. I need you to come to me in ob with obedience. I need you to come to me and empty yourselves out. It means we're probably not empty enough. We're probably not empty enough. We're probably still too full of ourselves. If we are still chewing on this same scripture, meditating on how we come before the God and every day he keeps adding pieces of it for us to see more, right? For us to see more. So now we're here and we see the life of Zachariah, a prayer that he has prayed. A prayer that he has prayed. A prayer that he has prayed. And most likely he probably prayed it. The Holy Spirit prays for us with wisdom when we lack it. Right? Come on, Holy Spirit. Come on, Holy Spirit. And I keep feeling in my spirit, some of y'all are trying to get so much clarity about your purpose. Trying to understand what God has called you to do. And God is saying, I will deposit a seed in you. 
I will deposit a seed in you. Or to many of us, he's already, the seed is there. I just need to pull it up out of you. And the way that you're going to be able to walk in this and the way that you're going to be able to fulfill this is in my presence. But it's not you coming to me, telling me what you want to do. It's you coming to me, letting me talk to you. The Holy Spirit prays for us with wisdom when we lack it. Remember Romans 8 and 26 again. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through worldless groans, right? When you don't understand what you are doing, right? When you don't understand what you're doing, when it's chaotic, when you do not know what to pray, the Spirit is walking beside and he is giving you the wisdom that you need. He's trying to put the wisdom in you and that wisdom may come through another person. He's like, I'm going to give you the wisdom you need for your purpose. I'm going to show you. I'm going to call you into what I need to call you. Come on now. I'm going to call you into what I need to call you into. But the only way that I'm going to be able to do this is that you become more quiet. <laughs> that you become more quiet. That you in my presence humble. That you in my presence empty. That you in my presence with the mind of Christ. That you in the presence and you're going to make a decision to obey me. So the Holy Spirit is going to give you wisdom. But can I be honest? You'll never hear the Holy Spirit if you're talking. I didn't even know we were going to do this. I knew we were going to do this, but I didn't know we were going to do this. You are so full of purpose. That's my message for somebody today. There's a seed that has been planted in you. Anytime you're in the presence of God, he said, he, Jeremiah 1 and 5, he said he foreknew you. He already planted your purpose in you. You are so full of purpose. The only reason you're not manifesting and walking in your, in your purpose is because you won't be quiet enough. Elizabeth, had, you won't be quiet. Zechariah had to shut up. <laughs> Yeah, you will not be quiet enough. Yes, don't say another mumbling word. I preached that one time. Do not say nothing else. Be quiet before the Lord. Spend time in his presence. Stop going to him with the answers and let him fill you up with the word of God. He's trying to deliver you into your next season, but he can't even let it manifest. Like, I can't even let it manifest because we're still talking too much. The Holy Spirit prays for us in mercy when we could never fathom it, right? It says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, right? Satan would love to tell you, you don't belong here. Come on now. Satan would love to tell you it's not going to work. Satan would love to tell you that God does not know you, right? Satan would love to tell you, you are not worthy. Satan would love to, but the spirit will stand in the gap and says, mercy and grace live here. My God. Come on now. Come on, Holy Spirit. The, the Spirit will stand in the gap and say, mercy and grace lives here, baby. That's what it will say. God, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Baby, mercy and grace live here. He'll come and tell you there is therefore no condemnation in Christ Jesus. He'll whisper that in your ear when the enemy is lying to you, when the enemy is telling you you're not going to going to walk into your purpose. When the enemy is telling you you're going to die, mercy and grace will come in and say, I, 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 absolutely not. There is mercy and grace. And the word says he gives us brand new mercies every 
every day, every day, you can ask for the mercy of God. You can petition. But if you're not quiet enough, the Holy Spirit can't speak into your ear and say to you, that's the devil lying to you, baby. That's the devil lying to you. He wants you to abort your future. He doesn't want you to walk into your purpose. He doesn't want you to know you serve the king of glory. He doesn't want you to know that your provision is already set up for you. He doesn't want you to understand that God already has a plan for you. He doesn't want you to know that he is way maker. He doesn't want you to experience God as the one true king of kings. But the Holy Spirit in your quiet spaces, when you learn to quiet the noise, when you learn, yes, Jessica, when you learn to shut out, he'll begin to minister to you. He will begin to minister grace to you. He'll begin to minister mercy to you. He'll begin to minister and tell you how loving God is, how forgiving God is, how much God thinks of you about your purpose. But you're going to have to get quiet. You're going to have to get quiet. You're going to have to enter into this temple with a level of humility that you've never walked in before. The only reason we talk so much is because we think we know so much. We talk so much because we think we know so much. We talk so much because we think we know so much. The Holy Spirit prays for us with a connection we don't possess. This is the next thing. So the Holy Spirit will pray for us with a connection we don't possess. It says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? That's Romans 8.35. Who better to bring our request to the Father than the Spirit? Right? Who better to bring our request? The Holy Spirit makes a divine connection for us. It's the Holy Spirit doing the greater work. He's the one that talks to the Father. He's telling us what to pray. He's telling us which way to go. He's telling us the decisions to make. I have been praying and asking God for some wisdom on something. And I have been asking him for the last few days. And then last night, the boys and I got together and we prayed. We, we did our interceding and we prayed. And I asked them last night, I said, I need y'all, I need wisdom on something. And I told them what I needed wisdom on. And when I woke up this morning, the Lord gave me the instructions and the wisdom for what I need, but I had to get quiet. I had to leave it before him. And he told me what I need to do next. He gives you the, the Holy Spirit is going to give you the connection that you need to possess through God. It comes through the Holy Spirit. And then the Holy Spirit prays for us with God in mind. That's what he does. So if God is telling us, you got to be more quiet, right? You got to be more quiet when you get into my presence. We got to be more quiet when you get in my presence. If he shows us Zachariah in the presence of the God, in, in the temple, getting his prayers answered, and the angel says to him, I'm going to shut your mouth because you didn't believe, then there is something about not like our vows, our mouth, and what we say in the presence of God. And so the Holy Spirit prays for us with God's will in mind. Romans 8 and 28 says, 27 says, and he who searches our heart knows the mind of Christ because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God, right? The, with the will of God. And then the Holy Spirit prays for you because he loves you, because God loves you, because God gave you enough that Jesus said, look, when I leave you, my God, I'm not leaving you by yourself. I'm going to send you a comforter. So don't be afraid that I go. 
I got to go to the Father. I got to go to the Father. That's what he told the disciples. He said, I got to go to the Father. So what needs to happen next for you will manifest for you. Well, the only way that it's going to be able to happen that so that I can go, so the next part of this can come, and he's going to be able to give you all that you need in the very next season. That's why accepting Jesus Christ is so important in your life so that you can have the Holy Spirit and he can give you the wisdom and he can give you the knowledge and he can give you the understanding and you ain't got to keep making bad mistakes. That's why accepting Jesus Christ was necessary. That's why you got to get revelation of when I accepted Jesus Christ, I became endued with the power of the Holy Spirit. I became infilled with the Holy Spirit. I had to receive the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is going to pray for you with a love that cannot be contained. Romans 8, 38, 39, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, Lord, our Savior, right? Because that's what the Holy Spirit is doing for us. So if the temple messenger, remember in Ecclesiastes, so it comes back in here and he tells us, he said, don't tell the temple messenger that isn't what you said. Right? Don't tell that. So if the temple messenger, the priest, all of this, come on now. Come on now. It's got to be some significance in this. Yeah, come on now. It's got to be some significance in what we're learning in this. If we're seeing Zachariah's mouth had to be shut up because he was saying too much in the presence of the Lord. He was saying too much and God needed to fulfill a promise for him. And so the angel said, I'm just going to shut this down before you mess this up. I'm going to shut this down before you mess this up. I need to, I need to be quiet. I need to go on and shut this down before you go ahead and mess this up because you're going to, you're going to mess this up. And so there's something in your quietness and in it, you're going to fulfill your purpose. In it, you're going to fulfill your purpose. I, I've Y'all been so, why am I purpose? I need to know God. I'm doing everything that you called me to do. And it's like, no, it's in your quiet time. God has a purpose for absolutely everyone. Exodus 9 and 16 says, but I've raised you up for this very purpose that I might show you my power and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. God is always going to raise you up for a purpose. Elizabeth's purpose was John. Come on now. God's purpose cannot be done. I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. That's Job 42 and 2. You got to know what God says about your purpose. God's purpose lasts forever. Zechariah and Elizabeth were old. Zechariah and Elizabeth were old, but they had to give birth. And they had to give birth to John in a miracle season. They had to give birth to John in a season that didn't make sense. When it looked like it was over, when it looked like it was impossible. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but the Lord's purpose that prevailed. That's Proverbs 19 and 21. Every person is born with a purpose. Every person is born with a purpose. Can you say that? I have purpose. You need to say that. I don't know why I had to get into purpose, but I felt it in my spirit last night. Every person is born with a purpose. The purpose of a person's heart are deep waters, but one who has insight draws them out. God draws your purpose out of him inside of your presence. That's Proverbs 20 and 5. God's going to fulfill your purpose. Therefore, my dearest friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvations with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. That's Philippians 2, 12 through 13. God is going to work through situations 
decisions to fulfill your purpose. And we know that all things work for the good of those that love the Lord. You got to chew on this. And God has a great purpose in saving us. When he saved you, when he gave us Jesus Christ, it's because he had purpose in you. 2 Timothy 1 and 9, he has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of our own purpose. But the only way that God is going to perfect his purpose through you is that you get more quiet. That you get more quiet. That you quiet your mind. You quiet your spirit. You quiet yourself before him. That you come into the temple. That you humble yourself. That you humble yourself. That you empty yourself before God. And do it all the time. Every time you go into God's presence, you empty yourself. You humble yourself before him. My God, I thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit on this message. Lord God, I thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit on this message for proving to us through Zechariah and Elizabeth's life that it's not too late, that the Holy Spirit prays through us because Zechariah could not have known what he prayed if he came back and questioned whether or not it had happened. It says here he was obedient. It says he would obey God's laws and commands. It says he loves the God. It says he continued to serve God. So there had to be something. The events were planned. God has planned out all your events. God has planned you out from the beginning of the time. And perhaps the reason I've not been able to walk in my purpose or understand what God is saying is because I talk too much. Like because I don't understand and I'm not allowing the Holy Spirit to pray through me. And I'm not getting the greater witness of who I am through Christ Jesus, through the Holy Spirit. So if we're still chewing on this. If God is still letting us sit here, if we haven't been released from this today, then we need to go back to the from the minute he gave us Ecclesiastes and chew on all of that and ask the Lord, where am I missing this? Where have I not emptied myself? Where am I not being humble? Where am I where am I not being humble? Where am I not obeying you? It could be simple in a lack of obedience that you're not seeing the promises of God, the yes and the amen, right? Or you're not understanding. Well, God don't speak to me. God does speak to you. You just got to be quiet. <laughs> like you just got to be quiet. Like you got to be quiet. We got to be more quiet. We got to get in his presence. We got to invoke the atmosphere. We got to be full of praise. We got we to gotta worship him at levels so that we get clarity of the seed. There's always a seed planted in you in the presence of God. And the evidence of that is Zechariah and Elizabeth in an age when it seems impossible are getting ready to give birth to John. Right? When the angel came and said, it's so, it was so. When God says about you, it's so, it's so. And so for the moment that God said it's so, it's planted. There's always a seed planted in you. It's just got to germinate. It's got to manifest. It's just got to grow. But the enemy knows. Remember when we studied the parable of the heart about the soil? The enemy knows, knows and will try to choke it out. Or he knows if your heart is not fertile enough. Well, how do we prepare our heart to be fertile enough? By spending more time in the presence of God. That's it. Is that it, Holy Spirit? That's it. That's it. I hope you chew on that. I hope you rest in that. I hope you eat on this, right? He, he's going to eat eat on this. I hope you understand it's not about feelings. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's deeper than that. But I know God significantly wants to do something for you, right? Like he wants to do something. He wants you to understand. So in this time when we're not, come on now, moving and shaking, then we know, we know that this is time for us to get more quiet and 
let the let God manifest. So let's close. Let's take our Psalms 91 together today. Let's take our Psalms 91. That's it. Chew on that. Let's take our Psalms 91, and then I'm gonna pray for you. Lakeisha, remember we were if you're new to this, we we replace our names in this. So get out your Bible. Let's take our Psalms 91. It says Lakeisha, Javen, Jaleel, Jermaine, Josiah, Judah, Lyric, Logan, Shiloh, Zayden, and Casey. <laughs> Je- um, Alana, Ashley, Derek, DeQuindre, Dwayne, Valisa, Marqu- Marquise, Sess, Vivica, all my nieces and nephews, Lord God. Those who live in the shelter, April and Adria, um, Janie and Derek, LMJ Ministries, LMJ Ministries staff, LMJ Ministries prayer team, all of their children, Lord God. LMJ Ministries Partners, everyone on this devotional, those who live in the shelter of the, the United States of America, the city of Little Rock, the state of Arkansas, who live in the most shelter of the Most High, will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him for he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terror at night, nor the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, know these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the most high your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with your hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue you rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them a salvation. Let me say this to you. I want to say this. I want to say this to you. It is about your personal relationship with God. It's not about your relationship that is before others. And a lot of times our relationship before others is not our personal relationship with God. It's not. It's not. And so we'll display or put things on display for others And it is not our personal relationship with God. It's not where we're in faith. It's not really what we believe. We're not standing steadfast in this. The things that we are learning is about your personal relationship with God, period. It's not about all the things that you say. It's it's not. It's not about all the things that you post. You've got to understand that this is about your personal Jesus. This is about your personal relationship relationship with God. God is developing you into a personal relationship with him. This is not about religion. This is about your personal relationship with God. And so I I have to ask God, God, how do I have a better personal relationship with you? How do I have a better personal relationship with you? Okay, let me give you this. um, And then let me pray. And then I need to give you a couple more things. Father God, I thank you for the devotional today. I thank you for giving us eyes to see and ears to hear so that we are drawn into a closer personal relationship with you. And I thank you for Jesus. And I thank you, Father God, for not waiting on us to fulfill our destiny. Holy Spirit, we make room for you today to be in our lives, to pray through us, to intercede on our behalf. Father God, we don't know enough. We don't have enough. We need you, Daddy God, and we ask you to take over our lives. 
Holy Spirit, have your way today in our thoughts and our mind and our actions and our deeds. Let us not just jump into routine. Let us feel your presence today. Let us be led by you in Jesus name. Amen. The more the more time you spend with God, the more time you'll be led by the whole Holy Spirit. So I'm just I'm just telling you. I'm just I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you you will. I need to say thank you. Yesterday you guys honored um a woman, two women of God and you guys sowed into their life and I thank you for your obedience because both of them gave testimonies of needs. I didn't know their needs. God knew their needs. So thank you for being obedient and then sowing in their life. Both of them came back and said, thank you. I needed this or God revealed this to me. So thank you for your obedience and honoring God and sowing into their lives. I appreciate you. God appreciates you. And this is what I know. I've never not seen it happen before. God will supply all your needs liberally according to his riches and glory. I promise he will. Next, I want to make sure that I, and I already did it through the message, but I want to make Jesus available to you. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, here's your opportunity and time. You need the Holy Spirit in this season. You need the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit. You need him in this season. All you got to do is acknowledge you're a sinner. He's a, you're a sinner. Believe that he died on the cross for your sake and confess out of your mouth that he is Lord and the Holy Spirit will come into you and you don't have to keep making some of those grave mistakes. I need to extend that it's an invitation to you, right? And then I want to invite you to ladies Bible study tonight. If you have never attended, if you have never attended ladies Bible study, tonight is your night. And here is why tonight is important, right? We are going to be on ladies Bible study. We are going to talk about healing your families tonight. We need whole families. We need solid families. Tonight, if you've never been, we're going to talk about, there's a special group. It's Coffee and Conversations Ladies Bible Study. We're going to talk about healing our families tonight. So we're going to be on there. My last invitation to you is to consider being a partner with this ministry. We, we, we feed the streets. Uh, we, we are taking care of those in poor. We are taking care of the widows. We act out the word. We are trying to get the gospel throughout the world. And so we are just extending the opportunity for you to become a partner with this ministry. Um, for you to become a partner with this ministry, you can go to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. You can choose any dollar amount and make addition. Thank you to all my partners. Thank you to Monica R. Watson. If you are watching this devotional, I need you to inbox me. I need your information and I cannot find you. And I need your information, woman of God. Monica R. Watson, or if anybody knows Monica R. Watson, tell her I need her to inbox me her information. I need her information. I need her personal information. And so Bible study starts at six. And we, we don't start studying until 630. From 6 to 630, we pray and we talk and we fellowship and then we pray and we let the Lord lead us. We are in a book, Love Like you ne it never, You've Never Been Hurt. And tonight we are going to talk about healing your families. We're going to talk about healing your families. And so if you can log on tonight in real time, it'll be great. If not, you can go back and watch it. But we're going to just talk about healing our families and what love and how love needs to be in place because we have a responsibility to our home as women. 
Um, and we're going to learn more about that responsibility tonight. And I expect to see the power of God strong tonight. So will y'all believe God with me that God will just show up and show out like God will just show up and show out. Okay. If you'll do that, I promise you he will. So we're learning to love like it. And then don't forget about Friday, but consider being a partner with this ministry. Log on, get connected. I love you so much, but more than anything, God loves you. And so I need you to do me a favor. I need you to be loved today. Go be loved today. Let someone else experience the love of God through you. The book is Love Like It You've Never Been Hurt. We're on chapter nine or 10, but you don't even got to worry about the book. You ain't even got to worry about the book. Don't even spend no time. Just get there. Just get there. I love y'all so much. Um, we thank you, Lord God. I declare, Father God, that we are covered in the blood of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.